Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, we have a special treat. Pastor Brett Bowe is preaching a sermon entitled Vocation Day. Of course, it's on vocation, taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 17 through 24. Sit back and enjoy. Who's, who's ready for tomorrow's holiday? All right. Yeah. Okay. There's a few hands raised. <laughs> yes. Labor Day. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, thank you for being here. I always kind of hold my breath. Is anybody going to show up on Labor Day weekend for church? Um, I, I praise the Lord for that. And uh, Labor Day, you know, more than just uh, marking the end of summer or having a, a good excuse to grill out one more time, depending on the weather, uh, there can be reason to celebrate uh, Labor Day was started as a, a national holiday in 1894, and it pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers, and it's traditionally observed on that first Monday in September. And isn't it kind of funny? We, we're honoring workers by usually not working, uh, and that's, that's all right. It, it's good. Um, and, and anyway, as I think about Labor Day, and uh, one of my favorite Christian and Lutheran uh, authors out there is uh, by a guy, uh, a name by a guy by the name of Gene Veith. And uh, every year on Labor Day, he he says on his blog that he believes this holiday should be renamed, and he he says the na- new name should be Vocation Day. And uh, every year, every year, I I think about that. I think about that, and and I've even started personally saying it's Vocation Day. Happy Vocation Day! All right. Um, and if you listen to uh, the podcast that I do for fun with my pastor buddies Jason Goodham and Brian Ricky, called Being Lutheran, one of our favorite topics to talk about is vocation. Even to the point of Brian, uh, my pastor friend Brian, whenever we start, whenever we're starting to talk about vocation, it's almost like uh, the buzzer on a, like a, a game show. He says, vocation, uh, just like that. And uh, besides just being theological nerds, which we are, um, we love talking about vocation. And we get excited about it because we believe it's a biblical, flowing from scripture uh, type of teaching. Um, but besides being theological nerds at, like we are, um, it's, it's a teaching that uh, can bless uh, any person. And as I think about that, um, I think about how vocation is a teaching from Scripture that can bless every single person in all of our callings in life. I even asked Teresa this past week, you know, why we get so, as pastors, we get so excited about this topic. How about just the regular layperson? And she said, as, as, as much as I've talked about this with her, and, and I agree with her, the, the thing that vocation uh, does for us as Christians is that it breathes the gospel into every single aspect of our lives. Because of, in light of the gospel, everything that we are called to be and to do in our lives has a different perspective. And you start to see God at work through other people and through you and how you are blessing your neighbors and all the callings that you have in life. But you might be saying, all right, well, where is this teaching found in Scripture? And my friend Jason said, well, right next to the word Trinity, Uh, meaning this is that if you were to do a, a, a concordance study or look in your concordance, you will not find a verse that says vocation, I don't think. And, and by the way, vocation, you tend to think of your job right away, like we go to vocational school. 
that certainly applies, but vocation applies to every calling that we have in life. And in fact, serendipitously, I just wanted to use that word, it's serendipitous that it just so happens that on Labor Day weekend, in our First Corinthians series, we land on the, ser- the text of Scripture where we get the, the verses about vocation. Vocation day! It's vocation day! Celebrate with me! Uh, you can be, well, let's text each other tomorrow. Happy vocation day! In that way. And so we have in our text here in 1 Corinthians 7, verses 17 through 24, you see the word calling. And that's where we get the word vocation. Vocation comes from the Latin word vocatio. That's about as fancy as I'll get with, uh, with a foreign language here. Right? Vocatio. You see it in the word vocation. And that means calling. And listen to these three verses in our sermon text that say much of the same thing about our callings in life. Look at verse 17. Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Look at verse 20. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. And then verse 24, the last verse in our sermon text this morning. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. All these, th- all these verses say much the same thing. And here's, here's the big idea of this sermon today. The gospel good news of Jesus Christ liberates us from the idolatrous, frenzied, clamoring to move up in the ladder in society and family life and replaces it with a peaceful contentment about the condition of our lives and gives us a new perspective on the callings he has brought to us. God is so gracious to us, and this teaching touches every nook and cranny of our lives. There's not one part of your life that you can say doesn't touch this doctrine, this teaching of vocation, the callings that we have. And so we see in the first few verses, the the first truth here uh, about vocation day is this. God calls us to lead the life that he has assigned to each one of us. Let's look at verses 17 through 19 here. It says in verse 17, Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. God calls each one of us. Did you see that in verse 17? Each person. The Lord has assigned each person uh, a calling in life. Does that include you? Yes. Yes, it does. Thank you, uh, Maya. Yeah, yes, each one of us is called uh, to, by God, to different callings, uh, different assignments, so to speak. Think about your whole life and everything that you are involved in, be it your job, be it the school that you go to, be it your family, uh, your, your spouse, your children, grandchildren, ne- all the network of friendships and relationships. Think about your role as a citizen 
of the state and country and so on, your neighborhood. God has placed you in your unique spot, each person. God has assigned to each person the life that he has given to us. And the first thing that we note with this word calling, this, this vocation word, right? The first and most important part of vocation, this idea of calling, is that God calls us to faith in him. God calls us to faith in him. He, he calls us by the gospel of Jesus Christ. He invites us to receive and to believe in Jesus Christ. And that happened in the Corinthians, Corinthian church. And he's even noticing here among the Corinthian congregation, they had different backgrounds as they were called by the gospel of Jesus Christ. He notes that some were uncircumcised and some were circumcised. In other words, it was a mixture of Jewish people and non-Jewish Gentile people in the Corinthian church that had come to faith in Jesus Christ. And the first call to believers is to believe in Jesus Christ to enter his kingdom. It's not to become Jewish, right? He says uh, we shouldn't necessarily seek circumcision. In other words, we're not Jewish anymore. We're, we're Christians. We've been called by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's saying the gospel comes to you no matter what your background is. Jesus invites us by the gospel. He calls us. In fact, as his gospel goes forth, it is active and it is powerful to change us, to create in us faith. God calls us uh, by the gospel, despite our background, Jew, Gentile. In our day and age, growing up in the church, maybe not growing up in the church. God calls us, whatever our background is, to himself. And even in these verses, it harkens back to Old Testament verses where, where God causes people to circumcise their hearts. He says, it's not so much circumcision that counts in verse 19, nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. We find out in 1 John 3.23, it says this, This is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Our calling as believers in Christ, our first, first thing of obedience, and, and that sounds funny, is to believe in Jesus Christ, which is a gift as we learn from other verses in Scripture. And then it is to submit to God in all areas of life. God has called us into his kingdom. And you know, this word calling, uh, maybe we sometimes think of it for the extra super special things in life. We may say things like, I find that this is my life's calling, and we're referring to one part of our lives. But God calls us by the gospel into his kingdom, and he calls us into a network of relationships, friendships, working relationships, and so on. And God calls us despite our background. And sometimes it may mean that we have uh, vestiges or, or, or something that is, uh, has been set up of a false belief that we used to cling to. But God is so patient with us as, as he clears away that clutter and he focuses us on Jesus Christ and the good news of Jesus. And so God calls us to lead the life that he has assigned to each of us as believers in Jesus Christ. We have been forgiven, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he has called us and we, we start to see our lives in a new light as forgiven sinners 
as God has assigned our lives to each one of us. I think sometimes uh, it's also encouraging to think of it this way. I think sometimes people talk about their lives like it's a game of cards, right? Like I just have to deal with the hand that I've been dealt. Have you heard that expression before? Almost as if uh, God had no part of it. God has given and has assigned each of us our lives. And sure, there are tough things. We've all experienced tough situations. And that's not, that's not God's fault. That's the sinners, either ourselves or somebody that sinned against us. But God even uses those tough things. He's placed you in, uni- in your unique life. God has been with you and God calls you by the gospel. He calls you to walk with him in obedience and to trust in him and to see him at work in your lives. In the second half of these verses here, in verses 20 through 23, second part of our vocation day sermon is this. He, he calls us to remain in the condition that we find ourselves in. Look, listen to verses 20 through 23. He says, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freedman in the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, let him remain with God. Remember these verses, this chunk of text we're looking at today, verses 17 through 24, is in the midst of a discussion on marriage that was begun uh, in verse 1. Remember the Corinthians asked the Apostle Paul about marriage and about matters regarding marriage? And he takes these verses to pause and to take a step back and to see the, the callings that, that God has called us to. And there are three primary areas where God calls us. That in family life, that in church life, and that in society. And even in the midst of this discussion about marriage, where he takes a little bit of a break here in these verses, he uses an illustration about, uh, from society about bond servants and, and slaves, in a sense. And he says, if you are... If you are, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Verse 20. Verse 21. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. Think about that, friends. Some of the Corinthian believers, they, they found themselves as bondservants. As, as a form of, of kind of slavery, really. Maybe not slavery in the sense of American history. But the way bond servants is treated in Scripture is, is almost kind of like an employer-employee type relationship. It says, did you find yourself when called, when the gospel called you, uh, to, when God called you by the gospel to himself, were you found as a bond servant? He says, you are free to remain in the condition that you find yourself in. But it's not forever and ever, right? Did you notice the, the, the parenthetical statement in verse 21? He says, but if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. You see, what's going on is, is this. When the gospel frees us, 
when we have been forgiven by Jesus Christ, you can find contentment in whatever condition your life is. Let that sink in for a second. When God forgives you of your sins, you are able to find contentment in whatever situation you find yourself in. That's how amazing stories happen where people like Corey Tinboom can face uh, real starvation, death, and so on at the hand of captors. No matter what our situations, when we have Jesus, we are forgiven by Jesus, we can be okay with, with whatever situation we find ourselves in. Why? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what our situation is in the sense that we don't cling our hopes to our situations. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and not the situations that we find ourselves in. That being said, he doesn't force you to stay in those conditions. Notice he says to the, the bond servants, if you can gain your freedom, go ahead, avail yourself of the opportunity. Thinking about vocation, all the callings that God finds to our... Let's say you, you worked at a place like McDonald's. Does that mean you have to stay in that position your whole life? No. If you, if you can gain your freedom, <laughs> avail yourself of the, of the opportunity. But right now, God has called us to all the callings that we have in our lives. And guess what? Even when it's difficult, we can be okay with it. We can relax. We can breathe because God is with us. And we don't cling our hopes to, or we don't throw our hopes on our situations or our circumstances. But we're able to remain. And in fact, we're encouraged to remain in the condition that which, in which we were called. And I love how he uses this. He says, if, if you were a bondservant, consider yourself a free man. If you came to Christ as a free man, maybe consider yourself a bondservant. I, I love how, how there's a flexibility here in that uh, he uses these two illustrations, freedman and, and, and servant or bondservant, as a way to think about your relationship to Christ. Perhaps you grew up uh, with a, a sense that everything was about duty when it came to God and to your relationship with him. To the point of when you weren't doing your duty, you felt like you weren't right with God. Maybe the idea of being a free man appeals to you in that way. Or maybe you grew up with, you know the freedom uh, that you have in Christ, but maybe the idea of bondservant appeals to you. I have a friend that, whatever you think of, of tattoos, um, that's another discussion. But he has a tattoo of the Hebrew word for bondservant. Bondservant of the Lord on his arm right here. You know, kind of one of those, I guess, hipster kind of tattoos. <laughs> bondservant of the Lord. That appealed to my friend. Where are you today? What, what appeals to you better? Which would you, how would you rather think about your life in Christ? I'm a bondservant of the Lord or I'm, I'm God's freed man. I love how God gives us that, that option of how to think about our, our lives here in our vocations, in our callings. And we have freedom in Christ. Vocation, God's calling upon our lives. God calls us in our family life, which we see in 
1 Corinthians 7, and we're going to pick up that, that topic next week as, as he continues to deal with the ideas of marriage and, and uh, so on. You can read ahead. I encourage you to keep reading ahead. God calls us in society through our jobs, through our vocational uh, careers. God calls us in family relationships. God calls us in friendships. And God blesses others through those callings. We get to serve the Lord by blessing other people through our callings. You are a spouse to one person. You are a father, a mother, a grandmother, a grandfather to those precious souls. You are a friend to those people. You are an employee at that place. All of the callings, all the hats that you wear in life, God has placed you there. And God is at work in you to bless others in those callings. And God is at work through others to bless you. That's what I love about the doctrine of vocation is God meets our physical needs and God meets our spiritual needs. God is gracious to us through vocation. So you ready to celebrate vocation day? I love, this is, I'll close with this from Gene Veith, the guy I mentioned before. He says this, The reason we celebrate vocation day by not working, even though we are honoring economic labor, is to give recognition also to the other vocations, our families by spending time with them, and our country to share in a national holiday doing cultural-specific activities such as grilling out and thinking about sports. Amen. We will honor Vocation Day on, on this blog, on this website, by not posting about our horrible problems. We'll go back to that tomorrow, he says. In the meantime, today is about celebrating all of your different callings. And he says, and, and the Apostle Paul closes this in verse 24. So, brothers, in whatever condition each was called, let him remain with God. God touches every nook and cranny of our lives through our vocations. Let's pray. Well, Father, thank you for this morning and for your word. We pray that you would bless us as we think about how you are at work and all of the callings that you have called us to, but most importantly, our calling as believers in, in Jesus Christ. Thank you for setting us free, for liberating us by the gospel, where we, we're able to have a contentment that only comes from you, where we're able to see you, your hand at work all around us. Lord, bless this Labor Day tomorrow. Bless our vocation. Bless us in all of our vocations. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on vocation. God bless you and have a great week.